is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Welcome back to BU Podcast. I am sharing with you today a really personal story. And my intention of this episode is that it blesses you, it opens you up to a new way of viewing painful situations, and that through my transparency, every woman out there listening can see there are a couple of questions she can ask herself in a time of crisis that can allow her to see the entire situation through a completely different lens. So before we begin, I am in my home office and I just walked over to my collection and selection of cards. I love pulling cards and I have a really beautiful deck from A Course in Miracles and then I have a couple of decks from Gabby Bernstein. And I'm going to read them to you. These are for you. I said a little prayer and an intention for this episode before I began. And I looked over and felt inspired to pull these three cards for all of you. And the interesting thing, remember there are no coincidences, that each one of these absolutely is directly connected to the message of this episode. Of course they are. Nothing outside yourself can save you. Nothing outside yourself can give you peace. Instead of praying for an outcome, I pray for the highest good for all. Instead of worrying about the future, I know all is well when I'm aligned in the moment. Now, it's easy to say that when you're in a moment like this, right? But when you are just punched in the gut and knocked onto your knees, when you get news that just rocks you and breaks you open, Certainly, we aren't thinking that way in that moment. And I know most of us are not able to do that at that time. However, as I said in the episode on sadness versus suffering, I just want to remind all of you that it absolutely is possible to get there and to get there pretty quickly. That's why we're on this journey together, because the more you do this work, the faster you can get out of that hole and into a place of peace, despite the circumstances. So I was hit with some news just a couple of days ago that did bring me to my knees. I mean, just took the wind out of me. And I think it took the wind out of me also because as I've shared with some of you who know me personally, you know, the past six months, there's 
has been a lot happening in our family. Things that just we've never experienced before. And it felt as if there was this dark cloud over us. Certainly there wasn't, but that's the way it felt. And with all of that come lessons and pain and also magic and beauty. But it's been rough. You know, we've had a child diagnosed with a severe case of systemic lupus, you know, with hospital stays and emergency room visits and very, very severe life-threatening flare-ups or flares. We had a child in the thick, deep, dark crevices of depression when I didn't even believe, for whatever reason, that that could or would ever happen with one of my children. I just, I'd never saw it happening. And so I was blind to it. And that's probably why it got so bad. On top of that, I was leaving one career, which had a very painful, sticky exit process and was finding my wings and starting to spread them in a new chapter. And I myself had been dealing with what we now know is probably breast implant illness, autoimmune symptoms, caused by breast implants, which I will be discussing that with you in a future episode. So just a lot of stuff, and and I'm actually leaving out a lot, okay? But, But those are some heavy things, right? That's probably why what happened a couple of days ago, where actually nothing happened, what was revealed to me a couple of days ago, hurt even more. And I'm not sharing that just to overshare about my own life. I, I'm, I'm sharing it to paint a picture. And I know that many of you have been in those situations where you're like, I can't take another thing. I, we, we can't take another piece of bad news. So it's really important that we talk about how we can not allow that to take us down and how we can transcend into peace as quickly as possible. And it's all about perspective while allowing ourselves to sit with those feelings and be sad and say that, that it's, it's awful and say that it's painful and feel those feelings, right? And not become stagnant in them or stuck in them. So it doesn't really matter the situation. And in the name of privacy for this person in my family, I won't share details, but I discovered something that was really hard for me to accept. And it was with one of my kids who was suffering, okay? And I first needed to look at why was it hurting so badly? And as I said on the sadness versus suffering episode, and as I want you to remember, every time you start to feel this way, I'm not just hurting because I'm a mother. Yes, I'm not just hurting because I love this child so much and I don't want to see them hurting. That's obvious. But there's something deeper than that. Why is it hurting so badly? Besides the fact that it's triggering my own pain I haven't resolved, it's hurting because I'm wanting to control it. I'm not wanting what is. I'm not willing to accept what is, let alone love what is. I'm just not. And so when I see it, I want it different. And so instead of accepting it, I'm like, no, I don't like that. I don't like it. And the more I resist and I try to control, which comes from fear, I'm only going to feel pain. I reached out to my coach. I have a business coach, but as I've told you before, we've only talked about business just maybe 20% of the time since I've been coaching with her. And I said, hey, I'm putting out a white flag here, SOS. I need you to talk me off the ledge for a minute. And it's really important that you and I get wise counsel. You don't want to go out to everybody and say, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Which is what I used to do. I absolutely would overshare and ask for 25 people to pray for us and you know, talk about it and live in it and stew in it and just let that stagnant energy suffocate me in the name of asking for help. But now I don't do that. I, so I went to my coach and said, something really difficult is happening right now. 
I know that I know what to do, but I need you to remind me. And she said, okay, two questions. Number one, what does little Jill need? And number two, what does goddess Jill say about this? Now, some of you are hearing that and going, okay, that's a little weird. It's a little woo. Okay, so I am a little woo for sure. (laughs) I've got a crunchy woo side that I'm very proud of. And it can sound weird if you've never visited this. And so remember, it's important if you're going to be you, as we say, be yourself. It's not the canned version of you. It's not the you that's like everyone else. The you is the you who's the highest version of yourself. And the highest version of you doesn't judge that way. The highest version of you doesn't say, oh, that's weird. The highest version of you doesn't judge at all. The highest version of you, which is the true you, the way God sees you and created you, says, huh, that's interesting. Let me feel that out and see if it resonates with me. So little Jill refers to my inner child, the little girl who I've really been working on loving and nurturing. And when my coach said to me, what does she need? I had to close my eyes, put my hand on my heart, take some deep breaths, and quietly within myself say, what do you need? What do you need right now? The reason we need to ask that question is because if we don't ask that inner child what she needs, and for our guy listeners, we have a lot of male listeners now, by the way, the little boy in you, if we don't ask that child, what do you need? And we don't give that child what that child needs, the child will take over because that's what children will do, which is what started happening with me. What I wanted to do was curl up in a ball, get under the covers, in my bed, and avoid it. I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to go down this road. I've had enough going on the past six months, and I was like, I'm, I'm not doing it. I can't deal with this. So my little girl was in the driver's seat, which is not where she belongs. She's okay. It's okay if she's in the car or on the bus, right? She's on this journey with me forever, but she doesn't get to be in the driver's seat. If we don't ask her what she needs and give that to her, that's exactly where she will be. So that's one reason I was suffering. I wasn't coming it from love and from empowerment and strength. I was coming from fear and not enough. So that little girl, the wounded girl in me, what she told me was, I need to know that I'm safe, that this isn't my fault. I don't have to carry this load alone. It's not my fault when other people are hurting. I don't have to make them better. I don't have to fix them. And it's okay if I don't. When you do this, it's not a real voice that you hear. It's an awareness. The awareness that came in, up in me was that need of her. So then I had to, how do you give her that? Then I said to her, you're safe. This is not your fault. You did not do this. You did not cause this. You don't have to fix this yourself. You don't have to carry this on your back and on your shoulders. It's okay to say it's hard. It's going to be okay. And I am telling you, as soon as I did that, I started to feel some relief. And I was like in the bottom of the barrel as far as my emotions just 48 hours ago. So this inner child work, we actually haven't had an episode on this now that I think about it. We talked about it in the workshop. So if you want to go back the January 5th workshop. This is not a sales pitch. I'm just telling you, we did some cool stuff in that workshop. We did two hours of like inner child work and mirror work. We talked about some really cool stuff that really causes change. But briefly, I'll just say that the inner child work is quite effective. And so it's way more than what I just showed you. But if you're doing inner child work, you can quickly go to the little girl 
you can quickly go to the little boy inside of you and be able to ask those questions. So I did that. Why did she need those things, by the way? Because that's how she felt when I was her. Okay, so when I was a little girl, I didn't feel safe. I felt like everything around me was chaos, which it was. I constantly heard my mother crying and sobbing, and all I did was pray and ask God every single night when I went to sleep. The only thing I ever prayed for as a child, by the way, it's kind of sad, but the only thing I ever prayed for was for my parents to be happy, for my brother to be happy, for my parents to be happy. Never prayed for myself, never even thought that way, which is not healthy. (laughs) And it's no wonder I became codependent as an adult. But I felt that way as a child. So what happens when one of my children is hurting and suffering? or something happens that I feel is tragic, immediately that wounded little girl comes up because she still hasn't gotten what she needed and she will rear her head. She'll she'll try to get into the driver's seat and you you don't smack her away. You just say, it's okay. It's okay. You don't get to drive. Sit right next to me. I'm going to give you what you need. So when I said those things, as crazy as it sounds to some of you, this works. I immediately started feeling some relief. Then the second question she asked was, what does Goddess Jill say? You're thinking, who in the hell is Goddess Jill? Well, Goddess Jill is, I wouldn't even say my alter ego. I've decided recently that she's me. You know, you've heard a lot of personal development coaches, and I think it's great. I've done it too. Talk about like your superhero version of you, you know, your, your alter ego, who's the badass version of yourself. And many times though, it's focusing on, she kicks ass and takes names. You know, she does this and she's powerful and she's strong and she's, and all those things are great. But what about the other part? That's why I like the word goddess because goddess Jill isn't just a badass taking names and this and that and reaching her goals and, you know, taking care of herself and, you know, dressing how she wants and not apologizing for who she is. But goddess Jill is also wise. She gives herself grace. She truly loves herself. She forgives easily. She accepts everyone as children of God, no matter how they show up. Goddess Jill loves everyone, but also knows that a lot of people don't deserve her time or energy and shouldn't be around her. She gives, but she doesn't give at the expense of herself. She fully trusts, but also practices clear, healthy boundaries. Goddess Jill, right? That's my highest self, is always looking at situations from the perspective of love. So lately, I've been doing a lot of work on this Goddess Jill that I used to think was my alter ego. And now I've decided, no, that's actually the real me. I'm I'm doing this podcast. I told you I'm learning with you, growing with you. And I'm, I'm, I'm evolving as episode to episode, I can feel myself evolving and growing. And I'm realizing, no, that's the real me. I just have to get to the point where I really see myself as her. So what did Goddess Jill say about the situation? Now, as I was journaling this, and I didn't used to journal, I added myself and told you guys months ago that even though I've been telling people to journal for years, I wasn't doing it. I wasn't. I didn't want to. I was afraid of what would come out. I was afraid of what I would be confronted by. It felt like a lot of work, and I avoided it. But now I love journaling. And as I wrote out what little Jill needs, by the way, I did the exercise I explained privately, but then I wrote about it. And then as I answered the question, what does Goddess Jill say? Listen, it just flowed. Like the energy just through my hand, my pen was moving and I didn't even know what I was writing. And it was so powerful. And Goddess Jill was saying, the way I see this situation 
is that it's all a gift. This is happening for your child. They are not being broken apart. They are being cracked open. And I could picture just light, light beams coming out of that crack. This child is evolving into their true, powerful self, and they have to go through this, and you have to let them. Just like the mother bird lets her babies learn to fly even when they struggle and sometimes they fall from the nest, you have to let go and you have to trust. You get to nurture and you get to hold and be there and love and provide resources. And God is still saying all of your angels and spirit guides are bringing the resources to you that you need right now. You're going to have everything you need to take care of this. But what Goddess Jill is saying is, you are beyond this. Don't let this lower your vibration and cause you to sink into fear and into the shadows. It's already handled. It's already handled. And it might be really painful right now. Right, you see the difference between little girl Jill and goddess Jill. I mean, it's just this power from her. And I could actually see as I was writing, I could see goddess Jill just holding little Jill in her arms. You know, just holding her and holding me, right? You might say, well, I thought you were goddess Jill. Well, I am, but I'm not quite there yet, right? So she was holding me and me together as she was speaking this wisdom, as my pen was hitting the paper of my journal. And I am telling you, as soon as I stopped writing, I only wrote a page. That was it. The pain was gone. Gone. Did the situation change? No. The situation actually got worse. Got worse this morning. And today was harder than the last couple of days. But I had this sense of peace with me. Now, I tend to, and many of you do too, and many of you who aren't there, trust me, you're getting there. I tend to have that sense of peace all the time. You know, that because of my faith and my absolute belief that everything truly is a gift and happening for us, even if it sucks, because of working on keeping my vibration high, et cetera, being in gratitude, I tend to always just have a sense of peace that I'm not stressed. Everything's okay, even when it's not. But every now and then you get a zinger, right? Every now and then it's like, oh gosh, are you kidding me? especially when it hits one of your triggers, which usually can be easily done when it's involving one of your children. So as I was driving to the doctor appointment with this child today, I turned on the Abraham Hicks podcast and she was talking about the law of attraction, but the way she was speaking and the words she was speaking, I knew were meant for me. And as she was talking about the important shift that we get to make every second of every minute of every day. I'm choosing joy, and I like that, and I like that, and I'm choosing happiness, and I'm choosing gratitude. It's happening for us. It's all good. God's got it handled. It's all going to be okay. It actually is okay. It already was okay. That feels really good. Saying those things and then feeling, she was talking about the shift, the energetic shift, that frequency shift that actually changes what we are bringing to us. I felt it. I felt it as I was listening to her and I was, wasn't speaking. My child was next to me, not feeling well at all, on the way to this doctor. And I could feel the shift in my body. I could feel the energy shifting. And I was like, okay, I got it. 
I get it. I just had to be reminded. And so I'm reminding all of you right now, there's always a way to see it through the perspective and through the lens of love, no matter how difficult it is. So ask yourself, why is this hurting so badly? What is it supposed to teach me? What does my little child need? And then give that to him or her. And what does my highest version, whatever you call her, what does she say? Don't say, what does she need? She doesn't need anything. What does she say about this? And that's the perspective of your creator. So my intention again with this episode is that you will be able to learn this, integrate it, embody this, and practice this day after day and teach this to your friends and remind yourself in every moment of every day, but especially when you are in the pits, that there's always a way to shift. Thank you so much for joining me on BU. I know there was something in this episode you were meant to hear, so let me know in a DM on Instagram at jillhermanbu. Be sure to subscribe to the BU Podcast. And if you have iTunes, I would so appreciate you rating the podcast and leaving a comment with your biggest aha or takeaway. Sharing a screenshot of this episode on your story is the best way for us to reach women just like you. And if you send a link to a friend, let her know what unique quality she has that the world needs more of. If this is your first visit, welcome to our BU Collective, where we get honest about what it takes to find our true self so we can set her free and start living.